This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by geeknewscentral.com. Apple has one more thing. T-Mobile has to pay $300 million to the FCC. Wow. <laughs> and Walmart has dropped their robots. Those are some of the tech news those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, November 6th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with... I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 75 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com forward slash live, as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app, or your podcast app. You have a comment, be it on social media or email. And it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. It's a little bit, and I mean a little bit of light tech news this week. Um, obviously, the election is ongoing or the counting yeah. <laughs> is ongoing right yeah. now. This so been, we're not going to go into politics. This would have been uh, the worst possible week for somebody to announce something. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's not the when I was uh, going looking through the going through the the news of the tech news of the week. There's not much. There's a few belt measures that do cover that do have tech related. Um, but as far as we'll get that into, we'll get into that shortly. But as far as everything else, yeah, it's been really <laughs> it's been light. So you know, subpar. Yeah. But unless so we'll just, unless somebody's <laughs> trying to secretly announce something, this would be the world's worst time to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's been, I think it's going to be lost in the noise, but you know, hopefully next week, actually next week's going to be a little better. And that this is, that's the top story. So on Tuesday, uh, November 10th, uh, Apple will be holding an event called one more thing. <laughs> now we know that's always an Apple event. Cause we haven't heard enough from them this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you notice that like the last apple they the apple apple event they they announced the ipad they announced the apple watch and iphone but it was 5g 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 <laughs> throughout the whole entire the whole entire event yeah. oh my goodness so um well this year uh there's no rumors there are rumors flying around possibly um apple new mac or silicon apple apple silicon um possibly the ipad pro so we don't know if it's going to be headphones right so there's a lot of rumors flying around so we don't know what's going on but they announced it's going to be november 10th this coming tuesday um at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern so whatever is announced um we'll uh we'll get uh, a wrap-up of all that um next Think week things under the one more thing category tend mm. to be surprises right so um the the airpod studio or whatever stupid name has been flying around would make sense because it would be a surprise um it would be a new product one more thing tends to be new products mm -hmm. so 
when we look at what they've got going on, what has been in R&D, what are new products that are at least close enough for them to talk about? Mm -hmm. um, you know, headphones under the AirPod brand would make sense. Um, they might show off uh, the Apple AR, but probably not. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the other thing that's been under under R and D that's probably ready to show off is uh, actual computers powered by Apple Silicon. Right. So um, those those are my three uh, predictions in order: uh, computers, headphones, and almost certainly not uh, AR glasses. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> but those are my predictions for for what the one more thing event will show i'm just curious to see what they're going to um look into because with the um either the mac macbook pro or i'm kind of a little curious to see if you know if they're going to um uh they're not i mean their their events are usually an hour 30 so um yeah so hopefully not, it's going to be something that, like you said, surprising, though, surprise. So they're not going to probably announce. Do you think they're going to announce the Apple Con, Apple Silicon first or are they going to wait last? Well, I mean, if the, so we know about, we know about Apple Silicon, right? Mm -hmm. They've, they've, we know that's coming. They made a big deal about it at one of the 800 events they've held so far this year. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so that's the least surprising of the surprising. Mm -hmm. So lead with your, with your strong foot, which would be the thing that people know about. Um, and then go into the headphones. I don't think we'll see the AR glasses, the 5% chance. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's word that, um, that iOS has code in it. Uh, to support uh, the AR glasses, but you'd have to have that if you were doing even alpha testing. So uh, it's not that big of a surprise to me. Um, there's, but there's apparently graphics uh, in the operating system for it. So you know, but I have, I have very, but I wasn't expecting Microsoft to announce the Hololens that day either. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anything's anything's possible i guess but i don't i don't suspect that we'll see it i think it's going to be the i think it's going to be 75 percent computers mm -hmm. and 25 percent headphones i think they're gonna show off um like an air a macbook a pro yep. and then uh the headphones that's what i think i think that's going to be the the headphones you're right the headphones not really the headphones apple's beat uh, yeah it's beats right yeah yeah the okay so i don't think the the beat the headphones are really popular thing right now um but although, yeah that's what although I was... although the the airpods have been for better or worse their weird design they've been popular um i find them horribly uncomfortable mm -hmm. but i have found all apple branded headphones horribly or earphones horribly uncomfortable because mm -hmm. they're not sized mm -hmm. and i I have to have sized uh, earbuds, um, but uh, they, they've been real popular more so than the Beats brand because, um, you know, the love for Beats fell apart when they stopped sounding good, when, <laughs> when Monster stopped producing them. Um, so, you know, 
they've done pretty well under their own brand using the technology that they bought from Beats uh, and then their own brand. So, you know, the next logical step is full headphones. Okay. So it's it, it makes sense. Right. Um, and if they wait too long, they will separate from the excitement of the AirPods Pros, mm-hmm. um, which is starting to wane. So if you want to if you want to, you know, milk a franchise, you have to do it while it's still uh, in the public eye. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And again, we'll do a full wrap up uh, next week. Um, speaking of the iPhone that was announced, uh, there's um, analyst Ming Chi Ko um, has released a new note, new research note. This is from Mac Rumors that details the expectations for next year's iPhone lineup, um, the iPhone 13. Um, according to him, he says the iPhone 13 will come in the same four model sizes as this year's iPhone 12, um, but some with major improvements to the camera technology. Um, he says that the ultra-wide cameras on the two high-end models will be significantly upgraded to f1 1.8. 6P, 6-element lens with autofocus. All the current iPhone 12 models are equipped with f2.4, 5P, 5-element lens, ultra-wide cameras with fixed focus. He also says that he also expects the, wow, going way far ahead to 2022, um, apparently it's going to be called i14 to be equipped with the same ultra-wide camera with f1.86 p and autofocus. Um, he believes the um, shipments for the iPhone 13 will increase year, off, year on year and offers a positive outlook for the supply chain due to several factors, including a more robust 5G infrastructure in the second half of 2021. It returned to the traditional September timeframe for iPhone mass production and sale and the um, significant camera improvements to iPhone 13. And I guarantee you <laughs> it's going to be more than $1,000 because... The iPhone 12 is now, I, from what I understand, if I'm wrong, it's $1,300 for the iPhone 12 Pro. Pro Max. Pro Max, right. Ugh, I mean, they're a great camera. They're great phones, but I cannot logistically, cannot honestly believe that anyone now in this climate right now with people not working, a lot of people not working right now that will spend $1,200 for an iPhone next year. I guarantee you with these improvements, I guarantee you, you know, this is my opinion. It's going to be, it's going to be more, it's going to be close to 50, 14, $1,500. In fairness, um, they have maintained the prices um, since the, the pro line. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously this is the second generation of it, but still uh, they maintain, they maintain the price structure this year, uh, even with upgrades. Um, including a physical redesign, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, physical redesign. It looks like an iPhone five, but right, it's an iPhone eleven screen in an iPhone five. Um, but still, it, it's technically a redesign. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they maintain the price structure. I think that they will continue to do that. Um, personally, uh, I think they have found what they believe to be their sweet spots. Um, with with uh you know new new devices the the mini being the exception um it's its own special beast right mm-hmm. um but um you know it's starting at 699 they're they they position their entire brand um 
as premium, even the even the older devices, and they price them as such. Mm-hmm. They added 5G, they did a physical redesign, and they still maintain the price structure. So I wouldn't be surprised if the prices stayed what they are for at least mm-hmm. one more generation. Um, but it is still an expensive the Pro Max is still an expensive phone. But is it worth excluding the 5G? Is it worth worth because a lot of a lot of um like um other like I'm not more um sorry I'm getting my my own manufacturers mixed up. Um, the motor the Motorola phones have been excellent. Um, there's like the um, Moto G series. Um, there's the um, a lot of the Motorola phones are reasonably priced. The cameras kind of suck, which is understand I, which has been panned throughout. But the quality is great. I mean, the the Google Pixels are, are great. I mean, I'm not kissing their butt or anything, but their cameras are great as well. But they're re- averagely priced between five to eight hundred dollars, roughly. And but the iPhone is like that's like that's I mean, even with a 5G, is it like and and 5G is not widely available, it's in small pockets of America. That's why I'm like questioning the the value, not necessarily a camera component and the design per, per se, but I think to really heavily go all in on 5G when it's not really available, so it's not gonna be available for I don't think that long. Unless I'm missing something. I have always argued that the iPhone uh, is outside of its uh, value. Right. And yet, and yet, they continue to sell them at a rate that is unbelievable. Right. Uh, so, obviously, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, same here. Because, because so, so, you and I look at it from... Is the device worth like is the device worth that much money? No, mm-hmm. of course not. Right. But is the product worth that much money? Obviously it's, it is. Okay. Which is a very different thing. Absolutely. 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 Um, yeah. I I could not imagine spending that kind of money on an iPhone. Especially when you take into consideration that the iPhone 11 which is a beast of a device mm-hmm. is five ninety nine right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a great device. Very little yeah. has changed between the 11 and the 12. Right. For the, even for the hundred dollar price difference between the 11 and the 12, mm-hmm. I don't know that you could justify the hundred bucks. Um, right. They should have put the fingerprint reader in the power button like they did with the iPad. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys. Y'all <laughs> screwed up on that one. Um, Cause of everything Apple has announced this year, the power button uh, fingerprint reader on the on the iPad mm-hmm. is the biggest announcement. That was genius. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not on every new product, huge mistake. Because mm-hmm. that would be enough for a lot of people to buy a new device. I don't think there's enough here. If you've got if you've got something in the 11 series. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough here to justify a 12 series. Right. Exactly. And I, and I, to be honest with you, when I was, uh, when we were at uh, CS 20 this year, um, Mm -hmm. I used the um, iPhone. I had the, um, I bought a um, a prepaid um, iPhone success six S and I, and I loved it. It was, it fit well in my hand and um, I used to use that to, you know, shoot video and photos for the blog 
and success around here somewhere. You know, and it was so. It's a box I know, somewhere, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew you did. So why am I? <laughs> but um, but I loved it. But I love the qualities about it. But I just again, I, I just still to this day, I'm just so curious on to spend that money, to spend that amount of money, but also too the they like with their with their their iPhone event, they incorporated 5G in every single component of their of their lineup. And I'm like, they're really like, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for 5G. Don't get it wrong. It's great technology, you know, and, and the speeds and, but it's not widely available. You're going to spend millions upon millions of dollars of infrastructure, putting these, putting these up. I just, I don't know. I just kind of like guessing. So So the reason why all the devices have it is because they build one chipset. Right. Right. So. Everybody gets it or nobody gets it mm-hmm. <laughs> since mm-hmm. they since they build one chipset. So it I understand how that happened. I also think that that one way or another Verizon was involved in uh in the the cost uh variance. Mm-hmm. I, they were physically part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. Um so I I I think I think the CEO was in the Steve Jobs theater, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. He was. He was. Um, yep. So, you know, I think I think Verizon probably had a financial interest in uh the iPhone being 5G across the board. Mm-hmm. Um and you know in a generation that's less than interesting, mm-hmm. um being the first one to say the entire generation is 5G is at least something. Right. So. But also I think also too that they're using it as a marketing ploy as well. Mm-hmm. They're really hy- they're, they're really hyping it up. Yeah. Like, and it's not, that's, and not just that's what I mean. Ploy. That's what I mean. I think when you have a less than exciting device, being okay, able right. to say, our, "Well, no, the the iPhone 12 series." I think it's right. a I think it's a less than exciting uh, uh, generation. Uh, right. It shouldn't be called the iPhone 12. It should absolutely be the iPhone 11 S. Yes. Yep. Um, because right. it yep. is it is incremental. Mm-hmm. Um, and mildly incremental at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it should be called the 11 S I know right. the body changed and that screws up the, what the S means, but, right. um, but still it's, I think it's an incremental change. I think 5g is the only thing that makes it even remotely interesting. And so they have leaned into it hard. So do you think that with the $1,200 price tag with a little bit, with a little bit of design change and somewhat and a camera improvement, does it justify the $1,200? Of course not. See, now and that's, and that's my now point. If, if coming from an 11 to a 12, absolutely not. Right. Um, if right. it's time for you to upgrade your device, maybe, you know, right. it, but it's still, it is still an 11 in a new body, which mm-hmm. is not an exciting mm-hmm. with 5G. Mm-hmm. Neither of those things are exciting enough to me. I know a lot of people are really excited about the 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 iPhone 5 body coming back. Um, right. And to be honest, I think it's a better design. Um, these have been really hard to hold because they're all round and slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... I think it's a better design, but I don't know that the body is enough to justify paying for a phone again. Exactly. So, exactly. But, but if it's time for you to buy and you were thinking about the old device, well, maybe 
you know, maybe the hundred dollar price difference between last year's model and this year's model is enough to get a significantly better device to hold. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm on board with that. Right. But, uh, but no, if you've got an 11 series, I don't think it's, I think, I don't think it's time to switch. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, definitely. And I'm curious what other people think, my, our, list, our listeners and viewers. Um, so if you want to like, let us know, like, is it worth the upgrade that you have or backsliding? A lot of people have phones for two years plus before the upgrade. Like, would love to Especially hear. Especially iPhones because they're it, expensive. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let us know, gncweekly.com slash connect um, via Facebook, email, Twitter. I'd love to. We would love to find out about that because it's still it's still fascinating to me <laughs> to this day. It's still it's still uh, this boggles my mind. <laughs> me too. All right, all right, awesome. All right. In other news this week, um, the T-Mobile will pay a two hundred million civil penalty to United States Treasury to resolve an investigation into whether Sprint was illegitimately drawing excess subsidies from the Federal Communications Commission's Lifeline program for for low-income consumers. Um, Now, for those who don't know, Lifeline is a program that uh, a federal program makes phones and broadband more affordable for low-American Americans. Participating providers get a $9.24% subsidy per subscriber. This is... It is is, uh, occasionally affectionately known as the Obama phone. Right. Uh, even though uh, it was created by Bush, mm-hmm. <laughs> how it became the Obama phone is beyond me. Yeah. Um, uh, it it started as um, as a plan for uh, senior citizens and mm-hmm. uh, expanded over the years. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, now, this is how the uh, FCC noted in its announcement on Wednesday. It's the largest fixed amount settlement the FCC has ever received to settle an investigation. Uh, apparently, the FCC Enforcement Bureau has been investigating a report at Sprint prior to its merger with T-Mobile is claiming monthly, monthly subsidies for about 885,000 Lifeline subscribers who weren't actually using the service. I say this all the time. When you create rules, you create a game. When you create a game, some people play it better. Um, that right. This was inevitable when this mm-hmm. program was created. Uh, I was in the in the industry, and we said within a decade, this will be massively abused. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the industry, and uh, now, and it's it boggles my mind. People are abusing it still, and I'm wondering. Everybody I just, abuses it. Yeah, and I just like I mean, there's and I and I break and it breaks my heart because I my mom's a senior, and I know other seniors as well, and it breaks my heart that they have the most the most meager income coming in. And it breaks my heart because the people people that need it most are suffering, you know, and those who don't should be punished. Period. They should be punished. They should be they should be punished. And well, the the problem is that most people who are abusing it don't know that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's happening outside of their view, which is right. exactly what happened here. Sprint right. was doing it behind the scenes. They did not let the people for whom the subsidies were being collected did not know that the subsidies were being mm-hmm. collected mm-hmm. and it certainly wasn't being passed on to them and their price. Right. So 
Right. That's th- this is what happens with subsidy programs. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they just become it's it's like government grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I can tell you, based on the organizations that I interact with, the majority of organizations that take out grants do not use the money for the thing that the grant was for. Wow. It is it is a funnel of money from the government, and that wow. is that's what Sprint saw Lifeline as. Right. No wonder Sprint no longer exists. Yeah, just say, just wave goodbye. So hopefully, there's not nothing going to be coming up. You know what's? I actually, I take that back because it was going to happen. Something's going to happen eventually in the next six months. You know, I mean, obviously the merger's done, everything. Something tells me that's going to creep back up. Something tells me not this, but I think something's going <laughs> to it's going to rear its ugly head. Some. Oh, you mean else. you mean another sprint problem? Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is not the last. Uh, ever since Dan left, the the company has been a disaster mm-hmm. dan leaving as this them forcing him out was the dumbest mistake right. it was the beginning of the end mm-hmm. yeah i'm just something just tells me it's not gonna be the end of sprint mm-hmm. <laughs> all right next up walmart is reportedly giving up on its year-long years-long effort to have robot scan store shelves to keep track of things like item availability and price accuracy uh, Walmart ended its contract with Bosa Bossa or Bosa Nova Robotics, which provides large aisle roving robots after giving similar results from human workers walking stores to fill on orders online. Or excuse me, this is coming from a report from the Wall Street Journal. The robots were reportedly in about 500 Walmart stores. Um, Walmart. Um, didn't immediately respond to requests or comment, but told the journal that has learned a lot about how technology can assist companies, excuse me, can assist employees and consumers. A Walmart, Walmart spokesperson, spokeswoman, excuse me, told the journal, quote, we will continue testing new technologies, investing in our own processes and apps to best understand and track our inventory and help move products to shelf our shelf, help move products to our shelves as quickly as we can. So, Technology is great, but <laughs> so if you watch Superstore, what we're talking about here is Glenn, uh, right. which Glenn was making fun of this. Um, and in fact, Glenn was was visually designed to mock this. Um, this was a stupid idea mm-hmm. um, because this can be accomplished uh, better without the robots Mm -hmm. uh, without moving parts with cameras and machine vision Mm -hmm. um so you could install honest to god you could install you know 50 dollars logitech webcams throughout the store in the right places and using computer vision you could determine whether or not inventory was running low on SKUs. this was a dumb idea and they moved Uh, slow (laughs) oh yeah this is the reason why Superstore felt the need to make fun of it because it was such a dumb idea. And I get robots are cool. I right. get it. Right. But if it's not the right thing, it's not the right thing. And here it was not the right thing. And Walmart was safe and was trying. I guess well, there's a lot of story about Walmart because I worked for Walmart um, many years ago. We'll talk about about. <laughs> Walmart later on in the and finally segment because this is this will blow your this will blow everyone's mind and I know Scott oh. loves spontaneity <laughs> this is going to blow your mind a little bit later um, but Walmart has always been known for low prices granted and I'm not not throwing Walmart under the bus but they are with their labor costs 
they try to like skew more on technology which is great but it's like the but the worker human worker does things a lot better quicker i've seen those robots in action they're slow Uh, you know they take up literally the entire aisle whereas you can have a worker at least two or three or get two or three what have you on both sides and do it in half the time yeah so you know, or so you could like, do it with machine vision and and stationary right. cameras and right, right, not have to have maintenance costs exactly. on wheels. Exactly, exactly. I mean, as far as like their their cost is concerned, they could have done things a little differently and still gain the what they're looking for at the same time. They were proving a point. Right. This this was a political statement. This wasn't. Mm-hmm. This was less about technology and and more about showing that you know if if places wanted to try and run them out of business with with mm-hmm. human cost that there were other options. Right. It obviously right. did not work. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yeah, there's better and like I said, there's better ways of doing this. But the robots were a visual reminder. Than mm-hmm. they were thinking about other things. It's the reason why McDonald's has has big kiosks in their their lobbies to remind to remind everybody that the employees are easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. And also, speaking of McDonald's, the McFlurry uh, checking to see if they get your McFlurry. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, side note, sidebar with that. But after the short, the show was done. I don't know if you noticed or not, Scott, um, over the weekend, but. It was on, it was on the meet on, the, on. It was everywhere, and they have also had it on Twit on Sunday. Uh, uh, if you those don't know what Twit is, it's this week in tech. It's a tech podcast. Um, you know, on Sunday uh, afternoons at three o'clock or six p.m. Excuse me, in the east. Um, he had it at the tail end, the tail end of his of his show that on that Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so. We created this. This podcast is all the stuff that's going on during the week. We, I, you know, created and finally, you know, something funny, unique, bored out of the ordinary. I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> My local news stations covered it. See, <laughs> obviously, way after we did. Right. Like, obviously, we right. did it on Friday, Friday, and they didn't. Right. They didn't figure it out till Tuesday. But right. you know what? They had to preempt a a thing about how saltwater taffy was made. So, you know, they had to make decisions. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I was so, local news is such oh, a joke. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I'm like, I just, what's was like funny when you mentioned McDonald's and I had to bring that up and I was going to, and I, for whatever reason, I just, uh, I was going to DM you the other day and I just totally forgot everything that happens. I'm reminded now. <laughs> that's fine. You know, but I'm like, I was like, Oh, you guys suck. I mean, so this podcast, you know, it's like, you know, all the news you want to know what's going on in the world of tech and you know, tech news of the week, you know, definitely goofy stuff. Especially goofy stuff. Goofy stuff. Definitely goofy stuff. Not not only goofy stuff, but out of the order and stuff and things that'll make they'll like make you think like what? Bear in a grocery store is a goofy (laughs) story. I'm sorry. Sorry. Exactly. (laughs) That went viral too. I mean, I'm like I know. Oh my goodness! So, but just definitely, you know, a little bit later on, we'll then finally this will really raise raise eyebrows. Can't wait! Awesome. All right. Speaking of politics, now we're not we're not going to go into politics. We don't know who won as of recording right now. 
at 8.32 p.m. We don't we know who won. We won't know before Christmas. I'm sorry. Right. right. <laughs> so whoever wins, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know, in the next six months, what have you. Or <laughs> <laughs> so whoever wins, congratulations to whomever. So congratulations to whomever. So I'm going to get that out of the way. All right. So there are some things that's going on in politics, um, and that's some things that were um, ballot measures. Now, for example, there's one in Massachusetts, the Passive Question 1, where asked, which asked voters to strengthen laws, guarantee people are able to repair things they own. In this case, it focuses on cars preventing manufacturers from locking third-party repair shops and car owners out of advanced tel- telemax data that's increasingly being collected by vehicles by via, via driver assistance tools. I fix it called the legislation quote a milestone, according to its founder Kyle Weens or Wines. If I'm mispronouncing his person's name, I apologize. He says, "quote This will be the most advanced right repair law in the world, opening wireless automotive diagnostics and unleashing a world of possible possible apps." Automakers spent millions opposing the proposal, claiming that third parties want to scoop up information, violate privacy, and possibly enable criminal acts. But now, an inaccessible but archived page on the automaker-backed Coalition for Safe and Secure Data page says, quote, it will allow these people to access very detailed information, including how, when, and when a person drives from this information, a third party, such as a sexual predator, and could stalk and or harm victims by exploiting insecure transmissions of vehicle information. The Massachusetts Right to Repair Committee has already declared victory as of 9 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday evening, excuse me, and said in a statement, quote, the people have spoken by a huge margin in favor of immediately updating right to repair so it applies to today's high-tech cars and trucks. That's good news. Right to repair is important. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've been seeing a lot of this uh, bouncing around lately. And it, here's the thing. I totally agree with the automakers. It absolutely in the wrong hands could allow uh, people to see how, when, and where a person drives and all kinds of stuff like that, all of which is just as easily um, determined today with a magnetic GPS device that can go under under a, under a car, under a, a wheel well, uh, which is a pretty good place to put them if you're trying to hide it. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm trying to give hints on how to be a little sleazy, but (laughs) there's usually there's usually magnetic things under there. Um, So it's easy to do today. So why is this any different? This would be way harder than buying a $50 GPS tracker with a little battery and sticking it in somebody's wheel well. Mm. So. Yeah, could this do that? Sure. Should that be our primary uh, focus here? Of course not. Mm-hmm. If I own the thing, back off. <laughs> right. Now, okay, I understand if you start messing around with something like an Xbox or a PlayStation and they prevent you from playing online. I get you. I got it. That's because they're trying to maintain the integrity for other people, not for you. You have said, I don't care about the integrity of my console. Great. It's your device. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. There might be repercussions. 
But in the case of a car, what could the repercussions be? Right. If I have access to my own data, what's going to happen? Nothing. Right. Well, I like so. to. Do, well, I would like to. Like, if I want to take my car um, elsewhere instead of my dealer, I like to go without. You know, it's my. It's mine. You know, I choose this. Like I said, I would choose to see if it's fit how I how I see things fit. Yeah. But also, too, if I if it's going to cost a little a little less, why am I going to go to a dealer? I can go right down the street elsewhere and get it fixed for the same quality and the same parts. Absolutely. And think about all the people who like to do things themselves. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, in a world where the maker community is growing so much that we literally built a a robotic maker facility here in Tampa. Mm. Um, We, as the maker community is growing that much and we literally host a, how to, how to maintain and repair your car at home series from Amrock. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of popular. So, you know, it's a big part of the culture and uh, the car manufacturers sure seem like they were scared by it. Um, Mm -hmm. This is a big win. It is only in Massachusetts, which Mm -hmm. is not great, um, but it's not bad. No, it's a start. (laughs) It's 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 the beginning, I think, of of chips starting to fall in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen lawsuits against Apple over their their T2 chip um which i mean if you're going to if you're going to name a chip like a terminator that's, that's designed to uh prevent you from doing something mm. and you're going to put a T and then a number mm-hmm. i think you've uh you've given us an idea of what you're up to um yeah there's lawsuits against Apple on the T chip um particularly because if you uh if you try to make any repairs to your own computer, mm-hmm. um, Apple will lock you out of it until you go see uh, somebody at an Apple store. Sorry. That's insane. Right. Um, so there's, there's lots of these types of lawsuits. There's lots of, um, lots of things on the books. Um, but having a state, a whole state say, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, could see it start to move to the library of Congress, uh, mm-hmm. which is where, for whatever stupid reason, I do not understand why, but they are somehow in charge of of this, the right to repair on a federal level. Why the Library of Congress? I don't know. If somebody can explain it, uh, please head to the website and uh, let me know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm kind of curious as well. I've kind of done well. a ton of research and I cannot figure out why the Library of Congress is even involved, let alone in charge. But whatever. They're also in charge of whether or not uh, you can hack a video, uh, a retired video game to create your own server. Whatever. That's, um, isn't it uh, weird? It's a library. A, I don't get it. That's odd. But but th- this is a big deal. I think it's important. Um, and it could it could you know be the beginning of a movement in the right direction. Yeah, and iFix is a good um, site to to check mm-hmm. out. You know on. And they do a t- tremendous great work. So, um, so I, this is I, again, this is awesome. Good, good news all around. Sure. All right, other bell measures. Um, Portland, Maine, is the latest in the growing list of cities in the U.S. to ban facial recognition technologies, according to Bangor um, Daily News. So, so, real quick, I want mm. to I want to make sure we get the terminology right. 
technically they have banned facial identification technologies, Mm -hmm. Um, not technology that recognizes whether it's looking at a face, Mm -hmm. but technology that identifies what the, who the face is. Okay. Got it. It, It's important. Okay. Uh, Avram and I have decided that we're going to get real hard and firm on those terms. (laughs) Okay. Well, good. So make sure to call me out. So definitely, um, you know, hopefully this will probably go into your, into your rundown on Sunday. According to Bangor Daily News, people voted in favor of passing a new measure that strengthens, strengthens Portland's existing ban on the use of facial recognition tech by law enforcement agencies and public officials. Uh, city councilors originally agreed on a ban back in August with the understanding that the voter referendum will replace their ordinance if it passes. Now that it's passed, it cannot be touched for at least five years. The new measure Portland, Maine has... Mm-hmm. The new measure, Portland, Maine, has passed will allow citizens to sue the city for illegal surveillance and make it, and will make them eligible to receive $100 per violation or $1,000, whichever is higher. It also required the city to eat. Well. And also, it's also interesting, it also required the city to suppress illegally obtained evidence. Plus, violating the ordinance will now be grounds for a city's official suspension or termination. So... I'm not going to lie. Here's the more important thing that mm. this uh, the fact that it makes it illegal for the government to to collect the data also means and I apologize for those of you who are watching and how my studio is slowly getting darker. Mm. Um, it's like the beginning of a horror film. I apologize. Um, <laughs> the light turning off. I don't know what's happening. Um, anyway, um, this means that uh, if. Uh, if information is collected, like if this is the thing that starts uh, an arrest, uh, the arrest is void. So that is a because it's officially illegal search or seizure. So that makes the arrest void, which mm-hmm. is a big deal. Because mm-hmm. because now we're into constitutional grounds, right? And there's been a lot of uh, talk about about this over the over the past year or two um about um about facial recognition you know if it's like with nest they want to um i think i believe it was was a nest or ring and I was, this was on todd's when i was doing the rundown for todd um on yesterday where ring um is taking getting sharing like live video going to to police vehicles Without a without a warrant, right? Yeah, it is in their terms of service by uh, installing the device. You give them permission to do it. Mm-hmm. It is why I do not own a ring, and I encourage well, no, well, my this... parents not to install the one that they were. No, <laughs> they the were um, no the the video is is a live feed that is going from to it's ah uh, Kimber it's a Mississippi or I think you know it is Mississippi. It's a Mississippi police station. They're doing a test run to t- obtain live feed in their in their cat their i think it's their um mm-hmm. their um car cameras i believe mm-hmm. okay all right i, I was making sure because i was looking, this is, looking back this is, to an, it. this is an extension of what has existed for a while mm-hmm. law enforcement has been able to request access to ring cameras um on a case-by-case basis right uh, this is an extension of that program okay it is a terrible program exactly <laughs> it is the creepiest possible mm-hmm. uh, violation of privacy 
that I can think of from uh, pri- from a private company. Um, it's terrible, and I understand. Right? Wouldn't it be great if we if they could see what's happening? I get it. Right. You know, you're right. you're searching for somebody. A ring doorbell could have the Boston bombing. Ring doorbell could have found that kid hiding, heading back for that boat way earlier. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But that is my camera and my data, and I right. did not give you permission. I mean, I did by installing it, and it's in the right. user agreement. But that's creepy. Don't but like that's it. The, that's where I was going to say that is the creepy factor because I honestly, when I got um, when the house I'm in, in now, there's uh, there's a camera. Well, it's disconnected um, on our porch. Mm-hmm. And it's disconnected, but every once in a while, I'm looking up. I see it's disconnected, but it still freaks me out. I'm like, mm-hmm. one of these days, I'm going to take that thing and <laughs> throw it. Yeah, I, I get you. And I'm I'm all for building a security system for yourself. Right. I'm even okay with, with a connected security system, so long as you know what you're getting yourself into. Right. Because there are whole sites uh, on the dark web about... Uh, you know, breaking into IP cameras and watching what's happening in your house because uh, mm-hmm. they're pretty easy to do uh, if mm-hmm. you've got a crappy system. So don't right. get a crappy system. But right. the idea that essentially Amazon created their own personal exploit for law enforcement. Mm-mm. Nope. Right. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Especially in this climate now. Yeah. Even more so now in this climate. Yeah, now. For sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, and lastly, in the ballot measures in tech, um, voters in California have passed a measure that will see freelance workers continue to be classified as independent contractors. This is a victory for companies such as Uber and Lyft. It overturns a landmark labor law passed last year that ruled gig economy workers should have employee status and the protections that go with it. The new measure, Proposition 22, is backed by Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Uh, the shares went up um, on uh, Uber stock was trading 50% up on its opening price and Lyft uh, had gained 13% it was on, on Wednesday. Their campaign had cost uh, $205 million, making it the most expensive in state history. Some drivers had backed Prop 22, but labor groups opposed it, pointing out the benefits of being classified as employees, including rights to minimum wage overtime. Expenses, pay sick days and leave, health care and unemployment insurance. And the California Labor Federation had accused support of Prop 22 as colloquially known as, quote, attempting to buy their own law through the ballot measure process. Labor groups raised about $20 million to oppose Prop 22. But the uh, far wealthier pro campaign from Uber, Lyft, DoorDash and Instacart was able to buy TV advertising as well as putting ads in their tax hailing apps. So the I knew that um, this was going to happen. We talked about um, gig workers uh, about a month ago, I believe, yeah. um, and this was a no-brainer for um, Uber and Lyft. Yeah, this this had to happen. Um, otherwise, I think I think everybody knew that, and everybody's eyes were on Prop Twenty Two. This was mm-hmm. this was talked this about was, like for the past month or so. Yeah, this was a ago. this was like a national spotlight Mm -hmm. um because california is the weirdest state in the union by far um and you know they they only exist today because of 
Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and yep. they hate it. Um, they do everything in their power to prevent change um, from happening. And <coughs> here's the thing. If somebody wants to drive a car and deliver people or whatever mm-hmm. um, and be an employee, you work for a taxi company. They, right. the, the concept exists. Mm-hmm. These people didn't want to work for the taxi companies. They wanted to work for themselves. Right. That's why they joined a gig economy job. You, you're not required to drive for Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, or Instacart. You're not required to do any of these things. Right. You could. There are other, you know, you could go work for a restaurant that has its own delivery service. Right. Go work for a pizza company, you know, pizza parlor delivers pizza not through one of these services and get but paid you, a wage but you can't have your cake and eat it too knowing going in when you're working for uber or lyft knowing that you're you're on your own so you're not getting help you're not getting mm-hmm. health benefits you're not getting um anything like 401k you know you mm-hmm. name you name the list of the benefits from one end to the other so you can't have your cake and eat it too so i'm kind of questioning why union groups would basically put money a small money and knowing knowing full well that they're not gonna they're not gonna win and but also to go back to the same token you know going in what your job is like you said mm-hmm. if you want to work for one company work for that one company but you have to like i guess you have to read a <laughs> even it tells you in terms of service when you download the app yeah you you know what you're getting yourself into and uh, a number of people i think got into it thinking that they could change the way the business worked. There was no way that was going to happen. Right. Exactly. Because one of two things was going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Either Prop 22 was going to pass and the stupid law was going to get overturned right. or Prop 22 was going to fail. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash and uh and Instacart were going mm-hmm. to move to Texas. <laughs> right. Their their headquarters to Texas like Tesla and take uh-huh. <laughs> And take all of that revenue with them. Mm-hmm. Everybody is lo- leaving California right now. From right. from Elon Musk to to Ben Shapiro. Honest to God, everybody from the left to the right, everybody is leaving California right now. I didn't because, want Scott. I didn't Scott. I didn't they're want to, out of control. And Scott, I didn't want to mention Tesla because I knew that was going because I knew that Elon Musk irks your ire. But <laughs> you know what? When he stood up to California, right, I was with him. Okay. When when they told him your employees can't go back to work, he mm-hmm. said, "But Ford, Chevy, and Chrysler have all gone back to work. Well, they're not in California." He goes, well, "I don't have to be either." Right. <laughs> I right. was with him every step of the way. He annoys me to no end, but I supported. And that that's move. what I was gonna. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to like. I didn't want to you know Stop. go down that. <laughs> Stop clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to like get you going. going it is go- seriously <laughs> getting weirdly dark in here. I noticed that. Whoa, what the hell? This light is getting dimmer and dimmer. Oh. I can't look into this one, but I can sit here and stare into this one without any problem. I can see the individual pixels. Uh, this is... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this is one again one of the episodes where it just gets 
<laughs> goes different directions. Um, but we also talked about, you know, a month ago or so when, when we've been, because I'm an independent contractor, you know, I work for, you know, as executive producer for, you know, Geek Crew Central um, podcast. So I knew going in, you know, what my job is and I knew mm-hmm. that I'm not going to get benefits. I knew that, you know, I mean, in fact, he told me that flat out. I'm like, oh, okay, but it's a job. I'm getting extra money. Sure. So I knew going in. So I'm not going to tell Todd, you know, now after two years or is it two years? I've been seven, three years. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to say, hey, Todd, can I get a raise? I mean, you know, I mean, and you, or, can, you could ask for a raise, but right. But that's not the same thing. Right. Exactly. You, right. you can't say, well, I've been doing this for three years. You now owe me, you know overtime and expenses and sick days and healthcare and 401k and Mm -hmm. uh uh the the duck aflac and (laughs) i couldn't come up with the name of it (laughs) i have two of the the talking ducks up in my office Uh, because it was gilbert godfrey and he's hysterical (laughs) anyway um He's one of the weirdest comedians ever. Um, Agreed. But, but you know, you, if you want to renegotiate the terms of your contract, that's mm. one thing. To right. say this is no longer a contract, this is now employment, that's different. Right. Because with employment, you have hours, you have responsibilities, you have there are all kinds of little rules that make you an employee versus right. a contractor. The right. fact that with Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, and obviously that's just those are just the big four uh, that were involved in the California thing. You've got TaskRabbit, right. and I mean, there's so right. many, um, right? But you know, you say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliver food tonight." Great, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great, right? Or I'm not. Okay, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> We did not build our business around hoping or expecting that Tuesday from two to eight, you are going to deliver food. Mm -hmm. That's not part of our business model. We know if we have enough people from Tuesday from two to eight, somebody's going to deliver. It's off entirely now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's happening. A ghost has taken over the studio. (laughs) Oh, gee. (laughs) This should have happened in October. If you guys um, want, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, if, the, the business model of these companies is not based on on employment. Right. And the and the roles and responsibilities of those who drive for these companies mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. um, is not based on an agreement that they will be available. At a particular time when they're needed. Right. It is based on, I want to do it now. I will do it now. Mm-hmm. Now, sure. It's something like Instacart has hours in which it operates. You can't deliver groceries from Publix at 11 PM because the store closes at 10. Mm-hmm. But if you want to work the morning, great. If you want to work the afternoon, great. If you don't want to work at all, we don't care. <laughs> it doesn't affect us. It right. doesn't. Right. Oh, good. Now this one's starting to do it. This is fun. I'm going to be in the dark before this thing's <laughs> over. 
<laughs> it's getting bright. If you are watching, if you're watching live right now on the video, live right now, um, Scott's studio. There, I see like the the light has darkened on one side. If you're looking on your right hand side screen, it's getting darker on one side, lighter, brighter on the other. Well, that's just that's just I'm like because because this one's going off. This one just got this one went a whole step down. Just a minute. Ago. Okay. Okay. This one's about to start going out too. <laughs> oh my God. The only light in here is going to be my laptop and the TV in a minute. Okay. I have no idea what's happening. All right, we're gonna. All right, we're gonna. Like I said again, this episode is like, wow. All right. I am. I am starting a little over two weeks of Roboticon. This is just icing on the this cake. Is right. This is right. All right. Well, we're gonna. Look I, at I had the Yingling Center's power go out one time. This oh, is nothing. Geez. Okay. All right. We well, sat in the dark in the Yingling Center. <laughs> All right. For like we 25 the... minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want to get the studio going dark in the next uh, 15, 20 minutes. So let's get. <laughs> All right. Right. All right. So now, other news this week. Um, now, Google has killed a lot of apps over the past year or two. <laughs> um since that i since the boys have come back <laughs> right um they've been on a they've been on a termination spree mm-hmm. since, since uh since the founders came back a couple of years ago yeah i i don't understand the logistics behind killing a lot of all these apps but they killed another and this one i didn't even know about apparently yeah. uh, google is killing off screen screen wise meter it's an app that is used to track user engagement with their screens, hence the name. Um, it was an audience engagement program that rewarded users 18 and above with gift cards. Users would then, in turn, provide the company with valuable data. But they're but we're providing data to Google now. <laughs> this was very specific data. Uh, I didn't think this was still around. I didn't know I'm it su- existed. I'm surprised that this is still around. I thought this. I thought this went away before the boys came back. Hmm. I didn't even again. This is news to me. I was when I looked at. It, I'm like, wow. Um, the app is now being killed um, by December second, and this is from Android Police and co- Google is encouraging all users to retrieve the rewards by that time. A Google page for the program now reads: um, "Audience membership has ended since the end date. You haven't been metered or earned reward points. We emailed you to let you know that the audience measurement ended. Please install the ScreenWise meter app." Again, I didn't know. I mean, I use I have the uh, Google reward, uh, the survey re- rewards, and this is um, very different. No, I know it is. I just didn't this know was this, was this was literally tracking every tap of your screen, mm-hmm. every app that was open. It was it was monitoring, um, you know, individual app and f- overall phone data usage, um, and reporting oh. all that back to Google. Oh, this wow. was the most uncomfortable and i am no fan of google <laughs> long long time listeners and viewers of mine will know i am no fan of google because they occasionally think that this kind of thing is okay um and that always makes me uncomfortable um this is probably my least favorite of all the weird things they've done um uh, we we talked about this on 
F5 Live, possibly before it was called that. Um, it might have still been called Plug Hits Live Radio at the time, um, which ages it pretty good. Uh, and it made us uncomfortable when they announced it. And what it did got bigger with time. Because it didn't track all the things that it did at the end. But in the end, who knows what it was doing the last couple of years. I swear to God, I thought they'd shut this thing down three or four years ago. Well, Thank so, God. Good riddance. Okay. Because I, I think I know. Creepy software. Right. I, I didn't even know, again, A, it existed. Um, B, I didn't know it went really that that deep. I mean, of all the apps they killed, I, you know, I, shocking to me. Yeah, this this one always made me uncomfortable, and I'm glad to see it go. Oh wow! Well, um, they go into your browser. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, yeah. super creepy. Holy crap! Hated the idea. Holy moly! I understand the importance of the data, especially if you're trying to, you know, improve the the operating system. And mm-hmm. I understand it was opt in. Right. But ooh, 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 did it that's make really, Yeah, that's something that I didn't. Well, I didn't weren't aware they were going really that deep. I mean, and there, I imagine if I install this, I imagine there's going to be like a boatload of app, boatload of um, permissions. Oh no, thank you. No, no. All right. I and, also dislike the fact that they named it after in Microsoft naming convention, um, because. Uh, uh, they they had like a whole bunch of wise type stuff early on. Um, Microsoft changed their naming convention to Sense, I think, because of this app. Hmm. They started calling it things like uh, Battery Sense and Storage Sense and stuff like that. I think because of this app, they wanted hmm. to distance themselves from it, and I don't blame them. I don't blame either. I don't blame either. All right, and do you need help with your tech this week over on over on AndroidCentral.com, the best unlocked phones on Amazon for every budget. Uh, they have the best um, Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, best under $800, the Samsung Galaxy S20 FE, which I think is a really... <laughs> crappy name um best under four hundred dollars um it was, it was the fan edition oh right but that's still. what the fe is it's oh, the fan, okay. it's the fan edition <laughs> it's still a crappy name it's a stupid name <laughs> fan edition fe <laughs> pass um best under four hundred dollars the google pixel 4a um uh best under three hundred dollars i talked about earlier motor g uh, motor g power Best under two hundred dollars. Now we're really getting to the uh, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. the 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 Nokia five three and the Nokia two four have mm. both been highly rated, way outside of their their price range. Really? Huh. Yes. Yeah. They're they are way better than their price suggests. Uh, it's just like the the TCL phones. Um, oh, okay. They're it's they're price is is hiding okay. <laughs> important information got it <laughs> got it got it all right 
And over on the verge.com, eight uses for your old smartphone. So if you have a smartphone that's been sitting around for two or three years or more. It's a lot um, of Windows phones in that stack. Yeah. <laughs> OMG. And there's a... Uh, I, have, I have that top one. <laughs> I have that bottom one. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What can we do <laughs> with... With my old Windows phones, other than battery uh, test. Keep a spare phone, uh, sure. an extra remote. Use it as a game platform. I don't think you use it for Windows, but set up a webcam, uh, an old school media device. So this is from The Verge, so hit this writer. Um, um, I don't know what the he's webcam, thinking, but... The webcam's a great example, a great yeah, thing webcam. to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, um, absolutely, yeah. For sure. In fact, um, for our Roboticon thing tonight, uh, Marissa was using um, a phone as a webcam. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's a good idea to have. I that I that I agree one hundred percent. Standalone media device is another great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's basically what some of mine are used for. Mm-hmm. Donate to charity. Take it apart. Yeah, yeah take it apart. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that brings us back to iFixit. iFixit, right. <laughs> okay. Because they have guides on how to do that for a lot yep. of phones. Very, and step-by-step step, um, to do it. All right. Um, over on makeuse.com, five ways to check if your Android device is hacked. A great um, idea. Uh, either poor battery life or extreme battery usage. Especially from a no-name, mm-hmm. from, from an unknown source. Right. That's usually a good sign. Mm-hmm. Also, check for random unwanted app installs. That's yeah. also good, definitely. New apps, you don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of apps, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, um, uh, about that, because you were t- mentioning about the Yahoo phone. I wanted to let you know about something. I found out something about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, unusually high data usage. Uh, watch for weird pop-ups and ads. That's also important. Yes. Definitely. You should never get a pop-up ad in the operating system. Mm-hmm. I am so dark right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you should never have an ad in the operating system. If you do, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. You got it. And apps and phone keep crashing. Um, that's important. And do a factory reset date if you have to. Especially um, what I do is um, if like, you know, save not battery, but... Um, um, but want to keep your fresh and give you tips on how to keep your Android device secure. It's important to note that a factory reset may not be enough. Um, if, if you've actually been hacked and there's something that's been added to the root, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. might, you might have to do a computer hookup reset, which is a bigger, a bigger undertaking, but mm-hmm. might be required. Okay. Good tip to know. All right, over on Engadget.com, the best smart which best smart watches, fitness trackers, and wearables to gift. And I know you have these as well. <laughs> We're some of them. Um, there's the Apple Watch SE. There's the Samsung Galaxy Watch 3. There's the Fitbit Sense. The Garmo, Garmin Vivo Move HR. Oof. <laughs> some of these names these companies make is is i know right <laughs> holy crap 
<laughs> Ooh, yeah. Somebody wants to get me a fossil Gen Five. Right. I'm uh, I'm in for that. I'll always okay. take a fossil watch as a gift. <laughs> Add it to uh, my Amazon wish list. How's that? Right, there you go. Um, the Fitbit Fitbit Inspire Two. Inspire is a nice device. Okay. In inexpensive and and low profile. Okay. All right. Um, the Google X Samsonite Connect Eye Smart Backpack. Uh, I think I think I That's saw a this. lot of words. I, <laughs> I like that it's it's actually connect dash I, which mm-hmm. suggests that you would pronounce it connecty. Connect. <laughs> Again, some of these names is like mind. What the hell is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a backpack. <laughs> Let me blow it up. Why is it a two hundred dollar backpack? <laughs> I'm going to investigate this. Yeah, I I don't understand wh- why there would be a two hundred dollar backpack. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's Samsonite. I get, I get that. Oh, you can get fifty percent off if you click that link. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not going to go to that other site. <laughs> all right, so all right, no, I, if you're if you're legitimately interested in the thing, mm-hmm. the, I just clicked on the link and Samsonite offered me fifty percent off. That's well, not bad. Well, let's take a look and see. Just to let's see here, it connects with a wearer's smartphone, making moving around the city streets easier than ever. This bag allows users to perform actions and receive alerts while on the go. So far, they haven't told me what this bag does. These abilities and alerts include tasks related to audio, such as play, pause, next track, and what's playing, and communication, including receiving phone calls and texts through the backpack. Mm -hmm. Uh, What? (laughs) Oh, one of the shoulder straps has things in it. All right, this is a goofy product. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it looked goofy. I needed to know how goofy. All right, so we'll have the rest of the list um, from Engadget over in the uh, show notes. There's a generation yeah. three of the Snap Spectacles. Jesus, <laughs> that's what we're, that's why we're going <laughs> to we're going to be <laughs> dissecting these products until for an hour. <laughs> so. That was the last one. It's fine. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Over on makeuser.com, the best, the seven best Wi-Fi USB adapters, um, ranging from the trend TEW 809 UB. The Netgear, these these are all mouthfuls. I'm like, I'm doing like, you know, with the news and everything and intros. It's the of- Nighthawk. <laughs> right. It's the Nighthawk. It's exactly. fine. There you go. Short sweet. Um, there's the Linksys WUSB 6300. In fairness, Linksys's model numbers have always sucked. Uh, okay. For all of history, their model numbers have sucked. Why do they do like model numbers? Why can't they just do like, you know, 12 or whatever? I I like Netgears. It's the Nighthawk A7000. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm in. Right. The Nighthawk, in fairness, the Nighthawk is probably the best uh, Wi Fi product on the market right now for consumers. Okay. Okay. 
All right. And the TP Link Archer T2 Nano and the Eddie Max EW 7833 UAC. <laughs> so they're, they all appear to be AC. None of them appear to be Wi Fi 6. No, they're not. So right. important to note all of their picks are not modern, they're all uh, last generation. <laughs> Right, and this is and this is from yeah, this is from the list from makecubes.com. So your mileage may vary. <laughs> All right, and finally, do you need help with your tech? Um, six apps that help you stick to a budget. Um, this is also from this is from theverge.com. Um, there's Buxfur. I like that dashboard. Yeah, looks like it's easy to easy to like put your mind around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's credit karma i use it um but a lot of people that i spoke with a lot of people that are in the credit company space um don't really trust it um and it's supposedly information is not really reliable so yeah they're they're dealing with with public information which is not always totally accurate so right. i can understand why uh, there are others. <clears throat> there are other services, but they're pay for, mm-hmm. um, for like big, big information. But right. if your uh, if your bank gives you access to them, use them. Right. My bank does. Oh, okay. All right. There's uh, Digit and Google Sheets. <laughs> all right <laughs> speaking of google <laughs> i don't know why we use google sheets but um there's mint i used mint before i like mint um it's pretty decent apparently um, into it bottom it's yeah. in logo now i didn't know that mm-hmm. and um you need a budget or ynab that used to be a bank in new jersey yardville national bank i thought that when i saw that i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did they did they open up a uh, put up an app? I was like, no, it's a different app. But I guess no, this is more like TCBY, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And we finally, we, we get to do our and finally with me almost entirely in the dark. This is fun. <laughs> All right. This is if you're watching live video. This guy. This this episode is going to be one for the record books, again. <laughs> All right, and finally, um, get, this is something where I'm going to talk about in a second because it's bananas in some other ways. Um, GameStop has held an annual conference for employees, and this year's event includes a TikTok challenge where you make the, des- the best dance video and your store can win the privilege of letting employees work for extra hours during Black Friday. The contest spotted by the gamer um, has been pulled from their web- GameStop's website after promotion received media attention and plus inquiries. GameStop did not respond to Verge's request for comment or clarification. For the con- contest, excuse me, GameStop asked employees to upload a video to TikTok showing them dancing to a brief song. The contest meant for store leaders, and the company encouraged them to help get other employees to help. Uh, the page reads, be creative, rope in your team, and have fun with it. Um, rope in your team. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> exactly. And 
this is better. GameStop wanted teams to record themselves with song and dance that was already blowing up on TikTok, the one they picked. The Red Wine Challenge has more than 32.3 million views. And apparently, there are supposed to be other prizes, including uh, two Amazon Echo devices, a $100 Visa gift card, an additional 10 hour, additional 10 labor hours for use during the week of Black Friday. So, oh my God, that would help. That would help a GameStop so much. 10 additional labor hours during Black Friday week. Oh, so I can. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every store manager would. Oh, they would embarrass themselves on TikTok for that. So I, so here's the thing. I'm not, people that go out on Black Friday, people that go out on Black Friday and do shopping are nuts. Especially this year. Right. But also too, and as I was bringing back about Walmart, I used to work for Walmart many years. Walmart, I, I don't know that anyone would want to work Black Friday. I wouldn't want to work. I mean, great, it's extra money. But it is like I've worked in retail for many, 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 many years. I would not, I would not even stoop to do a video, embarrass myself on TikTok. And let me show you, I want, I'm going to pull up the, <laughs> this 10 second clip and I'm not going to play the video or yes, the please. audio because <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. But let me see. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Back here. Okay. And. That's the Macarena. Right, but insert red wine that's that song. Oh. Well, that's more than the Macarena. <laughs> okay, well, that was something. Here, here's the thing. As a retail manager um, for an electronics store, <sighs> especially a small one, mm. um, 10 extra labor hours for the week? Mm-hmm is a game changer okay um because having having worked radio shack for a decade i can tell you and you know they're about the same store right i radio shack was owned by tandy tandy created eb games which eventually became the majority of gamestop so Mm -hmm. they're literally (laughs) the same general store um Mm -hmm. About the same number of employees, about the same number, you know, about the same amount of volume, uh, give or take, uh, per square foot. Um, to have the ability to schedule everybody two extra hours during the week, yeah, that would make that means everybody gets a little bit of a reprieve. If you could have one extra person mm-hmm. come in on Black Friday. Right. makes everybody's life easier. Okay. I, it's I can't. everybody's a little less hectic that way. Okay. But you know, you're given, you know, if you're a store like, like GameStop, you're probably given what? 250 hours, give or take a week during black Friday, you're probably given 300, 320 hours to schedule. So, if you could get another 10 that i mean that's that's a whole extra employee on on black friday that's that is a game changer i uh, okay everybody's life is a little better except the poor guy who's the extra one coming in who wouldn't have worked <laughs> otherwise i 
I I just two things. One, your your lights are going dimmer, going dimmer and dimmer. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I can stare into this one again. I can stare into this one now <laughs> without it hurting my eyes. This this it. one's probably about five minutes from it's turning dry, off. It's about driving me nuts. So we're gonna get this wrapping up in a second. But the second thing is that I just again, I mean, I I just cannot imagine just going through working black friday but also not necessarily working black friday but how gamestop is doing this is like you know they're doing this like is adding more quote-unquote work the prizes are great but i guess i don't know i mean i i just can't see i don't know black friday, personally, game, do it. black friday at gamestop or black friday at radio shack is very different than black friday at walmart True. nobody has ever oh. been trampled in one of our stores <laughs> right <laughs> i have honest to god i've never heard of a fist fight breakout uh in one of our stores good um, point good point which good which point. i used to track good um point. when I, when i was with the district office i actually went looking for that kind of information i don't know i don't know of any fist fights that have ever broken out and i mean okay. we had a we had a like a 69 dollar netbook one time I, we had things that people were ready to fight for and i don't know of anybody who actually did Right. So our, you know, our stores are very different than mm. than a big box, Best Buy, Walmart. Right. Um, I, I stand know, corrected. I stand corrected I know, them. I know Circuit City was was bad because uh, one of our former uh, hosts uh, worked for for FI Live. He he worked at Circuit City through a Black Friday. Um, mm. Very very different than the experience at a Radio Shack or a or a GameStop. It can right. I, I mean, it's a it's a very long day. It is a very long day, and I cannot think of a single year that I worked for Radio Shack that I did not work a 16-hour day. Um, but right. I enjoyed them. Okay. <laughs> the, I guess the, maybe. The energy was high. I mean, by the end of the day, you're like, I will kill somebody. If somebody, comes in, here, if somebody comes in here at 1 o'clock and asks why the sale is no longer on on the thing, I might kill them because I've been here since 3 a.m. <laughs> right. And that's where – and but, that's where I, my whole but it's still fun <laughs> right i know that's where i'm kind of like I, mean, I guess i'm looking at it both sides where yeah. you know okay i mean it's good con it's a great contest but i mean is it worth the the hell that you go through from being there from the clearly to crack of dawn you know to well, if the store gets 10 extra hours it means that maybe maybe everybody gets a little bit of a reprieve maybe True. maybe Oh my God! Maybe somebody comes in for a swing shift. Right. Holy cow! Somebody came in for a swing shift and could let let uh people actually take a break. Right. <laughs> somebody comes in in the middle of the day and everybody who's been there all day gets an hour for lunch instead of hoping they get to eat something. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> everybody's life is different. Right. That's true. That's true. I guess maybe um you know it's a good thing to have that. I was wondering, wondering the odd, the oddity of it, maybe the uniqueness of it. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this, is, this is weird. But every every GameStop manager is going. All right, what do I have to do to get those ten extra hours? Mm -hmm. I don't care about the Echo devices. I don't care about the hundred dollar gift card. I want the ten extra hours. And I and it's funny because you think about it. The ten hours is only worth maybe eighty five bucks, and they're like, mm -hmm. "I'll take the eighty five dollars over the hundred direct all right. day, every day." <laughs> right. I'll take those ten hours right now, please. You keep right. your gift card. I'll take the ten hours. 
Right. And that's where the, again, that's what I see. That's my, my, my point, you know, the oddity. And like I said, working it. Oh, yeah, it's weird. You know, we're, you know, and that's why I said working it. I worked Watermelon and I remember one time um, I got there for, I can't remember what time it was, 4 a.m. or what have you. And it was me, my wife, and someone else. And we walked in the front of the store. We had our vests on, which are got, got to this day, they're god awful. Walked in this, walked in the store in the front, front of the doors. There were people, there was like at least a half dozen people surrounding my wife and I and then someone else with us. We're like, you know, we're, we're, they're trying to think we're cutting the line. Like, look, guys, we work here. <laughs> we, have our, we have our name badges, you know, our vests on and everything. Oh, and like, and over the, and it's just been like, oh, they trample in the store. Oh, and I swore myself, I'll never, ever, ever again. Never. <laughs> so I'm happy I'm no longer with that, you know, knock on wood. All right. I would... I would go do one more Radio Shack Black Friday, just one. <laughs> well, like I like I said, what's going to happen this year is going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to say. Oh, so I wouldn't do it this year. This isn't yeah. the year I'm taking my opportunity to do one more. No. <laughs> <coughs> no. Nope. All right. Well, with that, and and hope, and this is going to because Scott's lights are going to be dimming to like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, if you're the watching only, laptop, guys, you're... the only light that's left in here is from the laptop. <laughs> yeah. this, this thing's not producing enough for you to know. Yeah, I'm staring yeah, is... into it. It's yeah, we're and this is about maybe my baby sleeping. <laughs> All right, so with that, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, November 6, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode um, on live. If you're watching, <laughs> you got a treat. Got a treat. There you go. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek New Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com forward slash July Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Hopefully next week, Scott's studio lights will be bright <laughs> Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Also, please sure to make sure to click on the bell and select always for notifications so you will not miss the next episode, especially times like this when you're when God knows what's going to happen on the live video. <laughs> Or you have sure no to, idea if you're just listening. Exactly. If you have, if you just come, I on mean, we've been giving you, we've been giving you play by play like the NFL, but and commentary. Yeah, you don't get to watch the weirdness as as like I, I keep thinking about the the Star Trek Voyager episode with the the people who were cooked up to the computer, and as uh, as they got pulled off, it got darker and darker. <laughs> the clowns like disappeared that's how i feel like i feel like i'm one of the clowns and the lights are turning off around me anyway if you've not seen the episode that sounded weird go ahead yep go ahead all right we're going off the rails all right and be or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and be sure to be tuning in with scott and Elvin pilch on f5 refreshing technology sunday evenings at 9 p.m eastern at f5live.tv slash join us comments on this week's episode we would love to hear from them especially uh, scott's choice on lighting fixtures <laughs> 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 
head on over to gncweekly.com forward slash connect and you can connect with us via email twitter or facebook i'm on twitter i'm at kirk corla scott is on twitter triple t m a b o let him know what you feel about about that until the next episode <laughs> till next episode of gnc week in review so long ciao